Welcome back everyone. So today we're going to take a look at Christ's victory in Revelation and uh, the judgment that we see come out of that victory. John now describes Jesus Christ's magnificent return to Jerusalem. I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and makes war his, and his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him riding on a white horse, and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Out of his mouth comes the sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of the God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has his name, this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, verses 11 to 16. Let's not forget that Satan now has gathered the armies of the nations to Jerusalem to fight Christ in verse 19. At this point, God is giving Satan the freedom to instigate the ultimate rebellion. But even in this rebellion, Satan is carrying out God's purpose. God wants to make it clear that all the armies of the earth are nothing compared to the power of his king and conquering Messiah who returns to the holy city of Jerusalem. Long ago, God prophesied, I will gather all the nations to Jerusalem to fight against it. Then the Lord will go out and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of the battle. On that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives east of Jerusalem, and the Mount of Olives will be split in two from east to west, forming a great valley. Zechariah 14.2-4 He adds, The Lord will be king over the whole earth. On that day, there will be one Lord, and his name the only name. Verse 9. Notice how Christ destroys the opposing armies. This is the plague with which the Lord will strike the nations that fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh will rot while they are still standing on their feet. Their eyes will rot in their sockets and their tongues will rot in their mouths. On that day, men will be stricken by the Lord with great panic. Each man will seize the hand of another and they will attack each other. Judah, too, will fight at Jerusalem. The wealth of all the surrounding nations will be collected. Great quantities of gold and silver and clothing. Verses 12 to 14. An angel then summons scavenger birds to feast on the flesh of the armies. Revelation 19, 17 to 18 and 21. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who had performed the miraculous signs on his behalf. With these signs he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, verse 20. As the kingdom of the beast is dismantled and destroyed, Satan and his demons must be stopped from deceiving and manipulating. Therefore, an angel seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations any more until the thousand years were ended. Revelation twenty two to three, Satan's control over this present evil age. Galatians one four, and First John, John five nineteen, is then terminated for the next thousand years. The battle for control of the earth is finished. Christ makes the saints and rulers with him. The peaceful thousand year rule of Christ now begins. John immediately sees Jesus rewarding the saints for the suffering they had endured at the hand of Satan and his Babylonian system. John watched as martyrs came to life and reigned 
with Christ a thousand years. Revelation 20, verse 4. As his faithful servants receive eternal life at the time of their resurrection, Jesus begins fulfilling his word that they would be uh, co-rulers with him. He had promised, To him who overcomes and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. And to him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Revelation 2.26 and 3.21 Blessed and holy are those who have part in the first resurrection, writes John. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and will reign with him for a thousand years. Revelation 20, verse 6 Daniel long ago also observed this wonderful occasion in a vision. Then the sovereignty, power, and greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be handed over to the saints, the people of the Most High. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all the rulers will worship and obey him. Daniel 7.27 This is the beginning of the wonderful era often referred to by students of the Bible as the Millennium. The Final Judgment we saw earlier that Satan will be constrained during the millennium, yet we also read, After that, he must be set free for a short time. Revelation 20, verse 3. During the millennium, many will be born who will not be exposed to Satan's influence. God's way will be the only way they will ever ha have ever known. Yet the scriptures reveal that God tests people to see if their obedience is from the heart. Deuteronomy 8.2 and Revelation 2.10. One way he does this is to allow them to choose between good and evil. Deuteronomy 30.19. John indicates this will happen at the end of the millennium. Notice how it will occur. When the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them for battle. In number, they are like the sand of the seashore. They marched across the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of God's people, the city he loves. But fire came down from heaven and devoured them. Revelation 20, verse 7 to, 19, or 7 to 9. God does not reveal if this is the only test he will be using during the millennium to separate insincere people from those who are sincere. But it will certainly be the final and most significant test of the thousand years. It will be a vital part of the judgment process, now comes the time of Satan's permanent removal from the picture, and the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet were, and he will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Verse 10. He will never again be allowed to deceive anyone. So that concludes this part. We've got one last segment that we'll tackle um, next time that will conclude this this um, the destruction of Satan's kingdom, and then we will be looking at the everlasting kingdom of God as the conclusion of our Revelation series. So thanks for listening, guys. I hope you'll uh, tune in tomorrow for the, the next segment.